If you run an e-commerce business, you can relate to the amount of work it takes to produce something great. And of course, you want to optimize your workflow and reduce costs. That's why I want to say a big thank you to our partner, ShipStation, and perhaps introduce you to them as well. If you are not familiar with ShipStation, they've been supporting Cytosol School for years. They have helped so many of our listeners make things much easier, automate their shipping tasks, help them scale their business, and also, this is not a small thing, save thousands on shipping with industry-leading carrier discounts. ShipStation is the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code HUSTLE to sign up for your free 60-day trial. 60 days free. ShipStation.com. Code HUSTLE. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome to Side Hustle School. Uh, my name is Chris Gillipo. Now, if you have been listening at all in 2020, you know very well that uh, one topic more than any other has overshadowed much of this year. Uh, and of course, that's not just in the case of this particular podcast, but so much of our lives, right? And uh, one of the many consequences of the pandemic, because that is that is what that topic is, shocking. Uh, one of the many consequences is that a lot of people are afraid. And uh, this is a tricky subject because some fear is rational and some is irrational. Right, like it's it's perfectly reasonable to be afraid of a uh, you know global pandemic that has at least at the time of this recording you know killed more than a million people. Of course, that is you know beyond devastating in so many ways, and it's also affected so many other people's lives in, in so many ways. Um, at the same time, we're kind of now in this stage of okay, the pandemic is going to continue for some time. Obviously, uh, this isn't just like a couple of weeks thing or a couple of months thing. We've kind of lived through that. We've learned a bit. And something that I really believe is you have to consider your mental health uh, in addition to your physical health. Like it's all embodied, it's all integrated or aligned. And uh, like, I don't mean to go on too much of a side note here, but I had a friend who was very, very anxious about doing anything. And, you know, my suggestion to them was, you know, you have to make smart decisions, of course. I'm not encouraging anybody to take, you know, unreasonable risks. But at the same time, as I said, this is going on for a long period of time. So you have to look at your whole behavior, I believe. Um, and so when it comes to events, that's what we're talking about here with this episode. I'll try to stay on track. Uh, when it comes to events, uh, planning and marketing them is extremely complex. And there can be a big range of events. You know, when I say events or activities, like an outdoor wedding with 30 people uh, is very different from a stadium concert with 10,000 people. And you've got all kinds of stuff, you know, in between those two extremes, right? You could even say, you know, a social gathering with five of your friends where you're all seated apart and, you know, it's also outdoors or something, you know, I would say that's pretty safe, you know, in most parts of the world. Whereas that stadium concert with 10,000 people, not so safe. So again, for a side hustler out there, this is our question today. If you are producing a safety conscious event uh, where you do feel confident that you can do this safely, now your challenge is how can I market this event? Like how can I market it in a way that overcomes or at least acknowledges the fear that many people have during this time? So I know that was a bit of an extended introduction, um, but I wanted to give some context for the question. Uh, that's what we're going to dive into in this episode. How can I produce those in-person experiences uh, in a safe manner when people are afraid? Stay tuned for that detailed question 
and hopefully a helpful response. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, Chris. This is Kevin from Pullman. I've been listening to the show for a couple of years now. Thanks for the helpful advice. Speaking of which, how can I produce in-person experiences when people are afraid? A friend and I are hoping to host a ghost tour. We live in a college town that has lots of historical secrets, and these tours are popular elsewhere, but there's not one in our area. Of course, the elephant in the room is, how can we get people to come to an in-person tour these days, or even in the near future? We think we can do this safely with small groups where everyone wears a mask, but I know a lot of events are on hold indefinitely. Meanwhile, you have other people who don't believe the virus is real and they're happy to show up and do anything. But I'm not necessarily trying to cater to those people either. How should we handle this situation? Is it just a bad idea to think about it now? Thanks, and I look forward to what you have to say. All right, a very interesting scenario here. Um, There's a lot we could say about it. I know I had a lot to say in the introduction already, uh, so I will try to be concise. Um, and oh, first of all, by the way, I do believe the virus is real, just to kind of get that out of the way, um, in case it was not clear, you know, from all my other comments in the introduction and elsewhere, uh, well, it's not really whether I believe the virus is real or not. You know, like if anybody out there doesn't believe it's real, it's not so much about belief, like the virus is real. I mean, it's killed a million people, like I said. So let, let's be real here, first of all, and let's also do whatever we can to keep people safe. Um, now, with that in mind, uh, as I also said, most people understand now, now that we've been in this for a while, that there are different levels of risk. You know, some activities are not as risky as others. And, you know, if you put your entire life on hold for six months now going on to a year, who knows how long, um, then there's there's a risk to that as well. So there's a spectrum of behavior and activities. And I would say to Kevin, you know, this is, this is probably not the greatest time in the world to launch an event-based business. Let's, let's be real with that as well. Um, but if you can safely produce this experience, if it's what you really want to do, then I also say go for it. But to consider his question specifically, how do you deal with the perception of danger? I think, first of all, you promote the exclusive nature of these tours. Uh, presumably, there are not hundreds of people going on these tours. So you say as part of the marketing, like we only have, you know, eight people, six people, whatever the number is per tour. Um, as part of that, you also mention specific actions you're taking to keep people safe. If it's a ghost tour, I'm imagining a lot of it takes place outside, which is good. You mentioned that. Um, maybe you even do some temperature checks or, you know, anything like that. Some of that is, um, I read this phrase recently, hygiene theater. You know, so a temperature check doesn't necessarily keep people safe, but it encourages the perception of safety, you know, to counter the perception of danger. And then interestingly, the more people do those kinds of things, then the more safety conscious they are elsewhere. Like if you do temperature checks, then it's more likely that people will wear their mask, you know, for the duration of the event. So that's interesting. Um, And then lastly, maybe also just, you know, empathy is at the heart of all of this, like practice empathy wherever possible, encourage you know, togetherness, encourage connection, understand that some people are not ready to go on a tour like this. Uh, so it's not really about trying to convince people to, you know, participate in something they're not comfortable with, um, but just encouraging that sense of like, hey, you know, this is a scary time in the world, but there are still things that we can do 
you know, to have fun, to connect, to learn about the world, to learn about our town, to learn the ghost history of our town or whatever else it is. So a few thoughts from me there, Kevin, of course, get some other feedback as well. I know these are complicated situations and people are navigating them in all kinds of different ways. And for our listeners who are also trying to figure this stuff out, uh, well, you're not alone. Like we're all in that place of rewriting things and uh, trying to understand what is possible and what is not. So I am thinking of you uh, as I make this show every day. And uh, we're all in this together, even from afar. Uh, if you've got a question of your own, uh, come to sidehustleschool.com slash questions. We'll continue to feature them uh, along with updates from other listeners as they launch or reconfigure their projects. Thank you so much once again. You're amazing. My name is Chris Gillibow. This is Side Hustle School. From the Onward Project.